Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer. Is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Let's roll, baby. It is a special Wednesday edition of New York, New York, live from Phoenix, Arizona. And we're starting to show with a bang. I'm going to tell you why. Because I played 18 holes with our dude. He is, in many ways, Mr. New York, New York, even though he's via the way of Ohio these days. Jerry Ferrara, you survived 18 holes with John Jastrzemski. How are you, my friend? JJ, let me tell you, anytime us East Coast guys can play 18 holes in February... It's a good day. Oh, bro, phenomenal. We were at Whirlwind Golf Club. And Jerry's game, by the way, playing with rental clubs, hits bombs. Let me just state that. Let's throw that out there from the beginning. Hits bombs. But, Jerry, we expect you to be a good enough golfer. <laughs> give give the New York, New York audience the John Jastrzemski scouting report on the golf course. Not just game-wise, but the overall 18 holes, what you can expect. Okay, so JJ came in hot, okay? He, he, you know, he's a working man. He had no time for the range, so there was zero warm-up. Arizona's a very warm place, but at, you know, 8.30, 9 in the morning, it's still 43 degrees. So he came in off the tee, a little rough early. But let me tell you, the positivity stays. He's a grinder. He, he, he thinks over every shot. He's not going to let up on the course for one second. You know what ends up happening? He starts getting hot. And he starts striking the ball. It was a very tight course, folks. This course was, if you're two yards to the left off the fairway, you're bouncing into some terrain that we, you know, it's mountain golf. It's where somewhere where Walter White and Jesse Pinkman were like cooking meth. It was like just, you know, there's not much out there but an RV. 
So JJ pulls it together and find on the eight, he waits till the 18th hole to really just go tee to green. Beautiful, beautiful drive, beautiful approach, chips up on the green, had a nice par putt. And what, did you make it or did, did you make the bogey? No, of course. Remember. No, you know what ended up happening? I ended up three putting and I ended up with a six. So the holes where I hit it like crap, you know, we scramble, we find the ways to bogeys. When I actually hit the ball well on one of the tougher holes on the course, we end up double bogey. So we appreciate you being kind and taking it easy on your boy. We appreciate that status. No, report. and let me add to the report. You know, you've only been playing, what, two years, you said, two and a half. And you already have a short game, which in my opinion, the long game, you can work on that. The short game is like a God-given ability. So I think you're way ahead on the timeline of when you're really going to start getting down to... 14 handicap stuff because you already can putt you can chip and that to me is so much more important you'll get the driver dialed in that's the easiest thing to dial in i like that now buddy while we have you the audience is dying to know how do you feel about your knickerbockers brunson's a stud randall has bounced back kind of stuck in nba purgatory we know that but are you feeling positive vibes about where your knickerbockers are basically halfway through this season I feel great, JJ. I think the easy thing to do is to to be like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're in the middle. We're not really going anywhere for a championship. I get all that. The fact that Nick fans go from let's try to get a, a 500 team to make the playoffs to we should be competing for a championship is crazy how fast that happens. But to me, the Brunson deal just looks like one of the steals of the century. Everyone bickered about the price tag. I mean, that's gonna, that contract's going to look great. It already looks great. It's going to look even better. Randall with the huge bounce back. And look, I'm curious to see. I don't think we're going to make any moves. We're right up against the deadline. You know, uh, We're three or four bad closeouts with 10 seconds left away from being like firmly entrenched as like the five or six seed. That loss to the Clippers just last week on the Batum three was garbage. You know, the, the, the Luka game where he throws it, which now we know he actually didn't hit the rim. You know, there's three or four games that bounce our way. It's so close in the East. We're sitting at a five or six seed. So I am thrilled with what the Knicks have provided. It has been a roller coaster, but a very enjoyable one. How much do you love Brunson? Dude, he's so much better than I thought he was. Like, I knew he was a good player. Watching him night after night, Jerry, he's awesome, dude. And at the end of these games, you want the ball in his hands. And I, I do think that also the biggest thing that, that helps Randall so much, because Randall two years ago has the breakout all-NBA year, followed up by a bad year where he just had to do everything. We have not had a lead guard like that who could have a high usage rate and score the ball in crunch time. I mean, you got to go back to the 90s. You really do. You got to go back to the 90s to find it. And more importantly, I knew it when I saw him in that Utah series without Luka put up his career highs. That, to me, came off as, oh, so he can play off-ball with Luka and be effective and be the lead ball-handling guard when Luka's away? So I, I'm just thrilled, beyond thrilled with Brunson. Um, did you get a cackle and a chuckle out of the whole Kyrie saga with the Nets? I know you deep down really enjoyed that. Jerry, could you imagine if that yeah. lunatic was on the Knicks and it played out like that? We'd be losing our freaking minds, bro. Jay, I, I, I complete. I, yes, for sure. Knicks fans would be, I mean, God, I couldn't even imagine what would be going on if that you know, KD, Kyrie thing played out the way it has played out. But with the Knicks, oh, I can't even imagine. I will say, though, look, okay, Kyrie deserves, you know, some of the blame. You want to talk about him being a teammate. But I also will say this. The whole experiment was bad. Because then when you look at the Nets and how they handle things and, you know, 
Yeah, he asked for a contract extension. You say, basically, go win a championship. Of course he was getting traded. I get he demanded a trade. But also, the Nets aren't going to let him walk without getting even a pick or something for him. So, like, I think it was framed a little weird, like, Kyrie demands a trade. Sure. When a team tells you win a championship uh, or else you're not getting a contract that you would even consider, that, to me, is, like, also demanding a trade if you're the Nets. Dude. A total shit show. I'm glad it's not off franchise. Let's put it that way. Ooh. All right, Super Bowl. You're out here. You're leaving, which I'm bummed about because if you were staying, I might have tried. We, we, we definitely would have tried to finagle on Saturday or Sunday morning an idea of getting out there on the golf course. But Eagles-Chiefs, tight game. Eagles better roster. Chiefs clearly have the better quarterback. Tight point spread. I know this is now your forte. You're doing all this gambling stuff now, Jerry. People got to know. Chiefs, Eagles, who we got? I'm sticking with the Eagles. I think it's been the Eagles the whole year. If you really look, the, the hype came out of camp. They're, they're going to be good. Then they were good. They hit that little bit of a low when Hertz was banged up. But I know they haven't had the toughest schedule. I think they have like the 29th or 30th strength of schedule. I get all that. And I know their road to the Super Bowl was pretty easy when you look back. I mean, the Niners are always tough, but no Purdy. But I just think that offensive and defensive line jumps off the screen to me. I was a giant, I'm a Giants fan who watched them three times uh, up close. And Reddick, that's going to be my little fun 30-1 to 1 Super Bowl MVP. A la You're Von on that Miller. too? I like it. Um, Great. We didn't even I, mention I, this. I swear to God, we did not mention this on a golf course today, Jerry, to be fair. Did we not? I was on it the minute the Eagles secured against the Niners. I, I, was, looking, I was waiting for those odds because Reddick jumps off the page to me. And like I said, we haven't seen it since Von Miller. And if you really look at it, I think we could see an Eagles win where maybe Sanders has a TD and maybe Gainwell has a TD. It's spread out enough when you look to the defense. And if he has like a two-sack, seven-tackle, and maybe a strip-sack, uh, I think we could see it. I like the sound of that. 32-1. to 1, I've already locked it in. Hassan Reddick, Super Bowl MVP. So hopefully we're cashing that together. Um, are you ready to go and give Daniel Jones $40 million a year? He's our guy, ah. so I want him back. You know he's getting you paid, man. You did you did great work uh, with him all year. Honestly, I love like you know Thanks, that game against the that game against the Vikings. Really, could just see him making millions with every pass. And in that game against the Eagles, you feel like he was losing millions with every pass. So I think the number is going to come somewhere where it should be. But I, I mean, absolutely, look at the quarterback. There's ten teams that need a quarterback in the NFL right now, maybe more. So yeah, do I want to pay forty? I mean, forty is crazy, but I just think that he proved enough. He hasn't had this amount of stability in his career until this year. So, and look what we did with not a lot of weapons. So I think, yes, and you got to find a way to make right with Saquon too. I really want those two back as a Giants fan. I know it's hard to And execute. I think you'll get them back. No, I think you'll get them back because I, I think they'll take care of Jones. They'll eventually work it out with Saquon. He sells the jerseys. They, that matters to them. He's a guy that can market. I'd yeah. be more careful though, Jerry, with him because of the position he plays. Jones, Three-year deal, pay him. He's your quarterback. Barkley in that position, the idea of big money, that's where I get a little queasy, dude. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe you could front-load it. I don't know. There's so many ways to work these things out. I'm with you. Uh, I, I do feel that, yes, you can, there are great running backs that come out of nowhere, third round, second round, like all over the place we see it. But to me, no one, yes, and there's great running backs who've been drafted late. But Barkley, just one of those guys that jumps off the screen when healthy. And that's the concern. But I think if he's healthy and the medicals seem right, he's he's the 
he's a difference maker at running back, not just like a really good running back. He's a difference maker. He, I mean, if he helped carry this team to a playoff, or this is a rebuild here. I know. A year where you expected to win five or six games, you make the playoffs, you win a playoff game. Team's moving in the right direction. Um, I know when you're coming back, by the way. April into May, you'll have Yankees on the way. You'll have Nick playoff games. You'll be uh, courtside. It'll be you, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, you know, and then uh, <laughs> if you get an extra and wifey's not tagging along, you know who to bring. I'm ready. I'm inviting myself already, by the way, Jerry. We'll do that. Oh, tell me this doesn't sound like basically the best week ever. You go hit a Yankee opener, some version of the opener, a Knicks play-in playoff game, and then you go get a round in somewhere, a golf. I mean, that, that could arguably be the greatest uh, five See, this is on, on a cold day, although it's apparently beautiful in New York today. And I know a bunch of people I, in my circle ended up playing golf today. So more power to them. Jerry, listen, that sounds like heaven. Here's all I need to know, though. You have to promise me, and we'll leave with this. And I know you have a lot of Hollywood expertise and filmmaking and the idea of like seeing stuff on and off screen. If you make a LeBron movie, that's it. Persona non grata, bro. You cannot make the LeBron movie. I'm not allowing you to do that. Listen, well, there's a LeBron movie that was just shot, and it's more about the you know LeBron at St. B's, young teenage LeBron. And I was up for the role of the coach. Obviously, I didn't get it, but I was up for the role of this high school St. B's coach who went on to coach. No, coach. Dayton I'm, I'm talking Ohio. about you making the movie, though. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you okay, making the fair. LeBron movie because it would just make me cringe the whole time. You playing the coach would be fun. I'd be in okay, on Okay, all right, good. As long as that's acceptable, because, you know, it's a sad day as an actor when you realize, well, I'm never going to play any form of an athlete in my career ever. And I always knew that because of my size, but I couldn't even play, like, the spry, you know, college kicker anymore because I'm too old. So I'm, I've graduated into the coaching opportunities now. Hey, Jerry, whatever it takes. But it was great seeing you. I'm glad we linked up. Safe travels awesome. home. And I'm just glad I didn't throw, uh, I didn't pull a Johnny Drama on the golf course, man. There was no <laughs> meltdown for me. There's that. No no meltdown. And you know what, too? We had a little closest to the pin action with uh, with with our force up. We threw a little money on it. And you 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 were right there. You think you just trickled off the back. I was you in the mix. Stole that from I three-potted. You were in the mix. I did. But uh, Jerry took a couple of our bucks. Buddy, it's always good seeing you, man. Safe trip back. And uh, I'll see you in a couple months in New York, man. I'll see you soon, JJ. Good times. That's the great Jerry Ferrara. Right from the airport. Right before... You know, he heads back to Ohio. We had him on the golf course today. Had to make sure we got him on the podcast. So we're starting with a special guest right out of the gate here at Radio Row. We'll have Julian Love, who had some interesting things to say about this giant season, about the quarterback of the team. Yeah, we uh, took him to task a little bit on those Eagles comments. We'll see if he walked them back a little bit. We'll have Raheem Mostert, who had a great year for my beloved Miami Dolphins, get a scouting report on what he saw from the New York Jets. And... As far as what I saw last night, Brunson, as I said with Jerry, is unbelievable at the end of these games. That's a game the Knicks lose in years past. They find a way. It's not pretty. They get the W. Very curious to see what they're going to do come tomorrow when it comes to the NBA trade deadline. Doesn't look like they want to meet that asking price for OJ Ananobi. Okay. So do they pivot? We shall see. Then. You had all the spectacle going on with LeBron. And listen, he's not the greatest player I've ever seen in my life. He is the second greatest player I've ever seen in my life. I'm a little tongue-in-cheek there with Jerry. I'm not his biggest fan. I think anybody who knows me knows I have never rooted for LeBron James in any of the places he's been. But listen, 
I don't like to root for greatness. I'm not one of those guys. I root against the big star more often than not. But the longevity, the standard of excellence, the fact that he is still doing it at this age is, is remarkable. It'll go down as one of the more sensational careers you will ever see. And the other, by the way, if you bet that, we had that little uh, four-legger from House, Raheem, and of course, Bill Simmons. The other on the shot that would be the record breaker for the king. It was not a three. It was not a dunk. It was not a layup. It was a fadeaway. So if you bet other, as I recommended, you cashed. And one note here on this Super Bowl, being out here, seems like everybody likes the Eagles. And I don't like that. I don't like that. I think you guys know which direction I'm leaning in towards the game. I am reserving the right to change my mind tomorrow with old school, new school. We'll see. Going to wake up. I'm going to see how I feel on Thursday, and we're going to take it from there. That's when the official pick has to come out, for better or worse. But just talking to Jerry a few minutes ago, talking to people at Radio Row, just like getting a sense and a feel for it, everybody seems to like the Philadelphia Eagles. And for that, with the narrative that is at play for Mahomes and Reed, who can really enter rarefied air. They're both going to end up being all-time greats at their craft. Mahomes obviously is going to get back. I'd be stunned if he didn't win another Super Bowl. It's too good. And I know you can give me the Dan Marino example. You never know. Blah, blah, blah. Patrick Mahomes is getting back to this game. But with Andy Reid, to me, with his age, how long he's been at it, he's already won. He wins that second Super Bowl. I, I think Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach anyway. He is a stone-cold lock. He goes down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. You know, he's not going to be on that Belichick, Lombardi level. But you look at what he did in Philadelphia. You look at what he's done in Kansas City. I mean, how, how do you knock the resume? Right now, the knock on the Andy Reid resume is that in Philadelphia, the team he's going against, he's had too many of these losses in the big game. Not the Super Bowl, but in the NFC title game with Donovan McNabb. Losing Arizona. Losing uh, to Carolina. Losing to Tampa. A lot of times, Andy Reid and Philadelphia got to that NFC title game at home and couldn't get it done. Now it's about getting that second one. So, from a narrative standpoint, that's where the narrative favors the Chiefs, if you're into that sort of thing. And has that scared me as well? You best believe it. All right, we got a fun show lined up. Julian Love of the Giants, Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins. Two really good spots. I think you're going to enjoy them both. They're coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. All right, let's welcome in a guy with a fabulous season for the New York Giants. They were the 
feel-good story of the NFL and toast to New York. Julian Love, what's yeah, up, dude? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll tell you this, Julian. It's a lot more fun doing these spots when you guys go to the playoffs and win a playoff game as opposed to the last couple of years, huh? Listen, trust me, I wouldn't be here if we weren't winning this year. This, this season has been fun. It's opened up a lot of doors, but I, the city appreciates winners, and so it's great to be Okay, winning. so I loved what your head coach did. I thought he was fabulous all year. Talk me through that first game because to me, yeah. from an outsider, all right, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not with you guys day in and day out. When Dable decides to go for two in that Titan game, I'm like, this guy ain't messing around. This guy means business. When was the moment for you, you've been on teams that haven't had success, where you saw Coach Dable and you're like, this guy's different? Yeah, I think that aggressiveness started really in camp, you know, but on that moment was huge for us. You know, it really turned the ties in terms of our mindset and our confidence because I've been in situations, like you said, and they, we just, somehow we just always fall short. We somehow it doesn't turn out the way we want it. Um, and in that moment, when he was deciding to go for two, he asked the players on the sideline. He asked the captains. I mean, who's going to say to kick it there, Julian? Uh, Come on, listen, man. You got to go, right? He, you know, he had that on his mind. He for sure wanted to go for it. But he also wanted assurance. Thankfully for him, I think he knew a lot of us backs were against the wall. We think about we talk about DJ, Saquon, myself, you know, Dexter Lawrence, a lot of these guys who are on their last you know contract year with the Giants, haven't seen good stuff previous three years. Guys wanted to win. And so I was like, man, go for it. Like, there's no other question. We're going for this. And then, obviously, Saquon makes a play, and then we win the game. And that just that catapulted our confidence for the rest of the season. All right, I loved your defense. Your defensive coordinator needed a sitcom for him because he is a character. He likes to light it up in the presses. Talk me through what it was like playing through that aggressive scheme because it sure seemed like you guys were going to get after it week after week on defense. What was it like playing for Wink Martindale? It was great. You know, Wink... <laughs> he was a, he was a godsend for me as a player because he unlocked a lot of my game. You know, he's a guy who is super transparent, uh, who has an aggressive scheme. It's not for the faint of heart, without a doubt. But he's just a person you want in the building. He's a guy you can talk to, you know, about things bigger than football, you know, things other than football, which I have, I've had a lot of coaches who you couldn't talk anything else with them but ball. Uh, he wasn't that. You know, I golfed with Wink a lot uh, in the spring. Who's winning, by the way? Uh, man, I would say him. He has some good rounds. He plays a good old man brand of golf. You don't uh, like old man golf? I try to play old man golf. It doesn't work out. Trust me. Played uh, earlier today. I know. Listen, my mindset is to have an aggressive mindset with a uh, – no, aggressive swing with a conservative mindset. So basically it's, the same approach you have on the field is what you take to the golf Exactly course. right. Okay. You know, but Wink, he's just a guy that you want and he was, was huge for our defense this year. All right. So you saw Daniel Jones last year. Yeah. You see Daniel Jones this year. I am on the pod every week. Got more and more into it with each passing week. And I knew that game in London. You guys went overseas. You play the Packers. He balled out. I'm like, yeah. I think you guys got your quarterback. Uh, what was the difference from your, your perspective? You're on defense, so you're not competing against him. Was there any difference from DJ last year to this year? What was it? Man, I don't know. I think he's making better decisions. He has confidence in his ability. I mean, that's, that's what it is. The decision-making process for a quarterback is – you know, at a premium. Um, and I thought I thought he was always making good decisions, but the staff allowed him to unlock more of his game. When you see him running for first downs and using his legs a lot, I think that was huge because that's what he could do well. The dude is a fast guy, and people sleep on that. And if you have a fast guy who's a big, strong you know, player, why not use that? And so that part of his game helped open up the field more. And, you know, you can't put it all in your quarterback's hands, I, I really believe. I think you got to have some guys 
who just make plays. You know, you see the best quarterbacks in the world over the past you know couple decades. Some plays that go deep are just simple checkdowns and just players making plays. And so that's what we needed. We needed some guys, you know, like Saquon to be get involved in the passing game a little more. Isaiah Hodgins was a godsend for us as well. Um, late, he got, played big for you guys. Oh down my gosh, he was a lot huge. Of big plays. He was our guy down the stretch. Richie James had a great year for us. Uh, obviously, we battled some through some injuries, but I mean, Daniel Bellinger, rookie, like guys, just need to make plays and help Daniel out. And I think if we continue to add around him, yeah, he's a franchise quarterback without a doubt. I was going to say, nice bet on yourself, Ben, and having a season he had. I mean, come on. I, mean, like I said, back against the wall, All he told me before the season, you know, like, this is my year. I I have to get this right. Just That's the competitor in him. That's the leader in him. He put that onus on himself to, hey, I got to make it, this thing happen now. And he did it for his playoff berth. Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Guy seems like a freak. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who gets after the quarterback and kind of has a little FU attitude to him. Yeah. What was it like bringing him in? Because it seemed like that Sunday night game you guys played against Washington, he basically won the game for you guys. He had that score. He's getting after Heineke. Talk about how he got better. Did did you feel like he kind of got more and more comfortable as the year went on? Without a doubt. I think, you know, (laughs) no matter what you think or what you expect, the game's fast. You know, you, you got to get adjusted to it somehow. And it took him a little bit, but you can see that in his eyes. Before that Sunday night game against Washington, oh, yeah, he was a different beast. He's a guy who, when the lights are on, he's shining the brightest. And he loves that mindset. That was our first Sunday night game, our first night game, or second night game. And he broke us down before the game. Like, he stepped up and broke us down, which is usually, oh, this, oh vet does that. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's about he's to ready. He's about to go off. Okay. And, he, and sure shit, he did. Okay. You guys had a great year. Yeah. You win a playoff game. But the Philadelphia Eagles, man, mm. they're a different beast. Yeah. They're playing in the Super Bowl, obviously. You saw them three times this year. Yep. How are you closing the gap with that team? Because that is the goal. Let's be real, Julian. That's now the gold standard for you guys yeah. in that division. You're going for them. How are you closing the gap with the Eagles? Yeah, I think, you know, a mixture of things put this Eagles in this position. They have a, a great roster that really was a series of good decisions from a front office perspective. A lot of their guys right now, not a lot, a good amount of their starters are on one-year deals. Like you signed James Bradbury, a stud corner, you gamble on him, one-year deal. Uh, Took advantage of the salary cap. Took advantage, exactly right. Uh, you get a lot of these veterans, like who they pick up? Robert Quinn. You picked up Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the offseason. They off picked season. up Sue. Ooh, I mean, he's coming off the Sue. bench, for goodness like, sakes. Come on now. Uh, you made a decision to get A.J. Brown. Like There's a lot of series of Signing veterans, like you said, like Sue, was at experience and helped the younger guys on the roster. Uh, you have the young, talented core and a series of one-year deals of proven vets. I mean, it was just, it all worked together. And above all, they managed to stay healthy this year, which a lot of teams suffered from that talented rosters. They were able to stay on the field all the time. And so, you know, for them, we have to continue to follow that line and, and fill some of the gaps that we, we need. We were battling. We had some studs. We still have some studs. But now you got to add and help build. And now, when you, you're winning in New York, people want to come back. People want to, you know, join. Well, you notice this, right? New York is a lot more fun oh, yeah. when things are going well oh, as opposed to when things are going poorly. Without a doubt, you know, it's not for the. I said with Wings defense, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, it's being playing in New York. It's not for the mentally weak. You know, people are going to be at your throats if you're if you're not performing up to <laughs> their standards. And that's oh, you're going to hear fan, it, man. You're going to hear media. from me. You're going to hear from a you're lot of hear people. It. And so, you know, winning is great. Losing is tough. And so you have to be battle-tested for sure uh, and mentally ready to compete. But I think Eagles obviously was at that goal center this year, something we want to you know, achieve. They 
smoked us in three three outings this year. That's gonna be the bar, and this is the most storied division in the NFL. You know that's the team you gotta beat. Yeah, which we a doubt, respect. Of course. Now I got a little bone to pick with you, and I love you. Of course. Good morning, football. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of them, to be honest with you. It drives me nuts. I yes. see me mugging on the sideline. It pisses me off. Yes. That said, he did a fabulous job with the team. Did yeah. you feel, were you looking to necessarily maybe give you a guy some love, Dable? Because I'm like, wow, Julian's going after Sirianni here after those <laughs> games? I'm surprised. No, it was misconstrued. I feel okay. like the, the term free ride, everyone went crazy with that. But right before that You comment, wanted to credit the roster. Yeah. I was okay. credit, and right before I said he's a great coach, he's doing a great job. Um, because, like I said, He's maximizing who they have. Uh, he's done that all year. They asked me the question about him, like kind of nodding and like smiling in the camera. I don't love that. No, but you know what though? That's good. That's good that you don't love that because you have to beat that team. No, we no, like that. No, There's no problem a doubt. with that. I don't love that. And I would say the term free ride, you know, live TV, wrong choice of words. I would have said something different. I would have said something more along the lines of he's enjoying right now this process for them. When you're beating teams, when you're scoring, when you're playing the way that their team's playing, you can really do that. And if I don't like it, if we don't like it, stop them. And that's what the mindset is. Uh, it, got, it got a little blown out of proportion. There's nothing against him. Well, that's television, bro. Uh, yeah, Welcome. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our world, man. Things yeah. get blown out of proportion a lot, man. But, you know, I, I have respect for this team. Obviously, they're, they're a good team. I think I believe in them uh, to win this game. I just think they're All right, a good I was going to ask you that. Chiefs, they got Mahomes. Yeah. The Eagles, to me, have the better roster. Yeah. You're going with the Eagles. Uh, I will because of that. You know, obviously, the experience of being in a Super Bowl comes into play. You know, and Mahomes magic, you know, it's, he's been he he's been in this position a couple of times. Um, and so you never know with that. But I think when push comes to shove, this Eagles defense, you know, they they can compete with the best of them. I think when you look at the breakdown of their roster, I think they have a slight advantage when it comes to their offense against the Chiefs defense. You know, the other side of the ball, when the Chiefs are on, oh, you never know what could happen because Mahomes but also a talented Eagles defense. I think it's with the Eagles on offense. If they're playing at a high level, I think they run away with this game, unfortunately. Well, that offensive line for them is unbelievable. I mean, I saw it against you guys, but then you saw it against the Niners. It's like, yeah, no. they, they got dudes, the, man. Same thing. Like, you get a guy who uh, started playing football five years ago in Mylotta. My, my what, he gets <laughs> yeah. to play with Wayne Johnson and Kelsey? I mean, Not come too on bad. Now. No, and Kelsey's the best of the best in the game. Their O-line is really complete. They have a complete offense. And I don't know who their OC is, but... He does a great job of also using and spreading the field in every way he can. You got to stop with Scott scoring against you guys, by the way. Boston Scott. I mean, he is like, do you Did realize he score he last is, game? Dude, he scores every time he plays the Giants. Oh, no. It's, I, I mean, I should be making money off this because I'm not, clearly. But my goodness, Julian, he is the guy. To trust me when I say this, the Giant fan does not want Boston Scott Boston against Scott. scoring a touchdown. Man, they got to, it's going to his year, fourth year. They got to figure out if they want to pay him. Well, isn't that a good thing, right? <laughs> and listen, final one. Yeah. You're in New York now. Yeah. You're winning. Yeah. How nice is that, man? Like, I know oh, you didn't great. get to the ultimate prize, but to yeah. win a playoff game, franchise hasn't done that now in over 10-plus years. You go into this offseason with some momentum. It's fun when you win, right? Yeah, you know, you're getting invited to Yankees games, Knicks games. When are you throwing out the stuff. first pitch, by the way? I'm a – is he from my hat? I'm wearing right now. I'm a White Sox fan. <laughs> okay. I, I respect the no, Yankees and the No, but they're your teams. I respect that. Yeah, I'm from Chicago. Uh, I threw out a first pitch there, but maybe coming up soon. Uh, maybe get Daniel out there or some guys, but – I'm at Rangers games all the time. You know, I get invited now. When you're winning, people are inviting you to stuff. But when you're losing, and you notice, you by the way, when they put you up on the screen, they cheer you a lot louder than maybe they did last year. I know. I, every time I go now, they put me on the screen, which is, is great. You know, I I appreciate the city. I respect that the the fan base appreciates and demands winners and winning. Uh, and I, I want to be a part of that. I want to continue to be a part of that. I've helped build this thing to where it is now. I want to continue that to grow and reach these heights of Super Bowl. 
Julian, thanks so much for a couple of minutes, man. Great season. Yeah, and I'm you. looking forward to a little revenge at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles next year. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, of course. We all are. That's Julian Love, New York Giants. We're coming right back. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. All right, let's welcome in a guy who had a tremendous season for the Miami Dolphins. A lot of angry runs. I know the Jeff fan doesn't want to hear that. I do a New York show, but too bad, Raheem Mostert. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. How about yourself, man? I'm I appreciate doing, you I'm having me. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for coming by. I know you're playing a big tournament later today, so yes, let's sir. get that away. What do we got going on? So we got Paddle of the, um, Battle of the Paddles um, by P&G. Man, it's, uh, it's going to be a great, great tournament. I mean, you got a lot of good guys in the, in the locker room from different teams that are that are known to be good, you know, ping pong players, table tennis players. And uh, I'm just one of them, one of the examples for, for the team. So Miami Dolphins, I'm just trying to represent. So you've been getting any practice in? We've been working on this a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah, no? definitely. Okay. You got to get some practice in. Um, and, and, you know, I'm I'm here to try to win it all. That's all right, my... so who's the front runner? Who are we here right now is the leader? Uh, is it I you? That, I would like to put me in I the like category. That sound. So, I know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do know there are some other guys in there, especially – uh, there's a guy that I'm be going up against. He was TBD at the moment, but I just found out that I'll be going up against Trent Taylor. He's he plays for Cincinnati. Um, uh, so I played with him when I was with the Niners. So we all know each other very well. So it's gonna be a good good first match of the first round. Speaking of the Niners, you played in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys were ahead in that game. Obviously, didn't go the way you wanted it to go in the fourth quarter. But now think back. Talk me through that Super Bowl week. Yeah, uh, that Super Bowl week, you know, uh, being a player is uh, is definitely uh, uh, an experience because you you get to see, you know, what it, what all it entails. Um, you know, you get media day, you get to go out there and the fans come up to your table um, and talk to you, ask questions, and, you know, you get to show your, your personality a little bit. Um, and, and for me, that experience was amazing because I was back in Florida, back in my home state, and uh, it was just awesome, um, you know, just being able to be back and, and showing the fans that, you know, I truly appreciate them and, and you know, they appreciate the time that I spent on, them, on the table. But um, for a Super Bowl, you know, you also want to get your mind right, and that's something I've always felt like was the appropriate way to approach the game, especially the big game. You know, this, the game, everybody's watching it. So you got to get your mind right, got to be prepared and, um, and, and take, it, take it, you know, one day at a time and just truly focus on the game. Let's get to your year with the Dolphins. So I'm a big Dolphin fan. There's no secret there. You guys, I can't stress this enough, was so much fun to watch. Now, maybe it's because I've seen a lot of bad offensive teams with the Dolphins over the years, Raheem. But, man, I think back on that Baltimore game. You guys are down 21. You come back and win that one. The Buffalo game. You know, you guys played Buffalo 
super tight, man. You played them great that first game, one in Miami. The game in Buffalo in the snow, not for nothing. You get the ball a little bit more. I think we're talking about the Dolphins winning that game. Talk me through your first year point in Miami. Man, the first year. You know, I was here in 15, 2015. And, uh, which is hard to believe, Which by is the crazy. Way. It feels yeah. like another lifetime it, ago. It does. It does. But, you know, that was my rookie year. And, uh, you know, I've grown so much since then. And um, being able to come back and play playing for the team that I, I rooted for growing up, you know, I'm literally a couple, couple hours up the road, you know, growing up in Daytona and New Smyrna Beach, Florida is um, and just watching all Florida teams, specifically, you know, Miami, because Ricky Williams was my guy. You know, that's the guy that I wanted to emulate my game when growing up. You know, I love the way he ran. And uh, it's crazy because I actually got to meet Ricky uh, when we were out in uh, L.A. You know, we stayed at UCLA for the for the week because we were playing the Niners and then we had to play the Chargers the following week. So got to meet Ricky out there. Um, and man, you know, just just being back, man, is just unbelievable. Being a part of this team and, like you said, this high high pace offense, you know, we got to get some things corrected this year and hopefully it happens this offseason. Um, but, you know, all in all, man, it was a great year. Um, you know, first year for Mikey, too. And I'm, By the way, I love him. Yeah, Can I oh, just yeah. throw that out there? Yeah. I know you played for him in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. He just seems like the dude, man. Yeah, he's like, he's it seems like he's true to himself. Now, yeah. was he the same way oh, as yeah. a coordinator as he is a coach. Like, oh, yeah. I watch these pressers. I yeah. watch him, like, when he's mic'd up. I'm like, I want to play for Mike McDaniel. He's got swag, yeah. man. Yeah, no, he's always been the same. Um, same Mikey that I've, you know, known for seven years now. He's always been that same quirky guy. That, you know, he's just always going to be himself, which is awesome because as a player, that's what you want to see. You don't want to see a coach be so uptight and, you know, and always phony, demanding. Right? Yeah, and phony, you know. I mean, there's a, there's a time and place to be, you know, demanding, of course, because you want your players to play their best, um, and you don't want to lose and stuff like that, and it calls for, you know, demand. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, comes down to the players, and that's what you know you're able to do, and that's what Mikey was able to do this year, just show that you know I could I could coach and I could be that guy, but I'm also be myself, you know, and that's the authentic authenticity that you want. So you weren't in Miami in 2021 or 2020. You guys couldn't beat the Bills. This year, mm -hmm. you guys could play with the Bills. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mentioned that game of Miami. Yeah. Clock's going down to zero. I'm like, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, wind yeah. it, wind <laughs> it, wind it. Then the playoffs, you're not there. Yeah. And Tua's not there. Yeah. And I'll say it, Raheem. If Tua and yours truly are playing in that game, I think you guys beat Buffalo on Wild Card Weekend. You guys think that that gap, you feel like you've closed it with the Bills where you feel like you're yeah, Almost I mean, on their level? I mean, before we got, you know, this year, before I got to the Dolphins, I, I know there was a lot of talk saying, hey, look, we haven't beat the Bills in, you know, X amount of non -competitive years. Non-competitive, too. Yeah. Non-competitive. I mean, and, and it's always been, you know, either a blowout or things that just hasn't gone the Dolphins' way. But, you know, going into this this year, you know, that was our mantra. That was our mentality is, hey, look, we, we're going to dominate our division. We're going to dominate, you know, every aspect and unfortunately, we weren't able to get it done in the playoffs. And, and like you said, had me or two or a, another a couple of key guys. I mean, we lost practically our whole defense at the beginning of the season, you know, with uh, B. Jones going down, uh, Byron. You know, he's being a able. tremendous player with I know. the way he gets after Brandon Jones, in. Brandon Jones going out, you know, um, and then we lost Nick Needham. Um, it, it's just crazy because we had so many pieces that were uh, a key uh, aspect in, in our game. And. To, to be able to play with the other guys that, you know, we had, it was definitely challenging, but we tried to get it done as best as possible. And then, you know, if we if we had full strength in numbers in the playoffs, I mean, you, you could tell that it was going to be a different game. So, You're playing with Tua. 
Tell me what he's like. He obviously had the best season of his career. Of course, he's got to deal with the concussions, which was very, very scary. What's it like? The idea of him coming in, he had a lot to prove this year. It felt like your head coach found a way to get like that dog out of him because he looked like a guy who was having a lot more fun this year as opposed to when I watched him in 2021. Yeah, I mean, if you watched him in, in previous years, you could tell that there was something that was holding him back. Um, and I'm not too sure if it was the coaching staff prior to or it was just him in his head or, you know, him growing as a player and, you know, the, the scheme or anything schematically. But um, this year he was definitely playing lights out. You know, he was doing his part. He was doing what he had to do to to help the team get some wins. And then unfortunately, you know, he was dealing with those concussions, which is which is tough, man. That's that's not what you want to see as a player and as a as a as a fan and as a brother, um, one of your brothers going down like that. Um, so, you know, he does have to get back right and get back healthy. I know he got cleared a couple couple days ago or last week or something like that to do things. But, man, I I, I just admire him, you know, just his, his resilience, him being able to come back, you know, um, coming out. He, he had that hip injury and then, you know, he bounced back from that to now look where he's at. You know, he, he was leading the charts in almost every category, um, doing his part, being 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 the top in everything. You know, that's. That just goes to show that it's not just about the scheme or about um, the coaching staff. It's about, you know, the player and what he wants to do. And I think that this year was a big leap for him. He wanted he wanted to dominate this division. He wanted to show that he could make a, a force and, and somebody to be reckoned with in this league. So, You were in San Francisco. I know you're on the offensive side of the ball, but we do a New York pod. Coach Salah. What was your takeaway being around Coach Sal, watching him do his thing when he was with the Niners? Yeah, when he, when you know, when we were all together in San Fran, man, he was, he's a guy, man, I would love to play for. That guy literally, like, tells you stories, you know, of times of troublesome and, and meetings that get you amped up to a point where you want to run through a brick wall for him. And I, I mean, just look at the, the way the guys talk about him, you know, that everybody has positive things to say about Sal, including me. You know, he's the guy that I, I would love to have, you know, as a as a coach and and be able to, um, you know, play for because he he's gonna give his all. He's gonna make sure that you you're on your p's and q's. He's gonna get the best out of you, and that's what you want as a player. Played against the Jets. You had some terrific games against the Jets. Mm -hmm. I was at the one at Giants Stadium. Mm. Nah, I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. Week 18, I was also at that game. I flew down to South Florida. New Yorkers, spring. Yeah. we don't want to deal with the snow, oh, no, not the cold, any of that nonsense, man. So I came down and watched you. You had some angry runs, but that Jet defense, they bring a lot of challenges to the table, don't they? they? Yeah, they do. I'm, I mean, I know a couple of guys on that defense, too. You know, Quan Alexander, Solomon Thomas, I, I play with them in, in SF, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely going to bring their best foot forward every single play. Um, they're going to bring the thump, bring the noise. So, you know, that game I had to, I had to boost it up a little bit, too, for myself. A couple of angry runs. A couple right? angry runs. Yeah, I had to I had to go in there and, and do my due diligence in the run game. So, um, But that defense, man, is stout. They're, you know, of course, with the head coach being a defensive-minded guy, um, you would expect anything less. How you feeling? Feeling good. Ready to go? Oh, I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I expect. I hope you're back in Miami no, next I'm, year. I'm praying I am too. Uh, I, if I Coach McDaniel like is smart, man, he makes sure they're the running back next yeah. year. I got to know. Final one. In a race. You got a lot of speed <laughs> on that team. You. Me. Me. me over Tyreek yeah, and Jalen. Yeah, me. 100%. I want to see. Has that yeah. race happened at any No, nah, it hasn't happened. I, I, I'm waiting for the so day that So if you're back in Miami, first day of training camp, Coach McDaniel wants to get the guys going. You, Tyreek, and Jalen. Uh, let's do it. I'm Raheem ready. Mostert, listen, you had a terrific season. Go get him in this tournament, man. <laughs> yeah. No excuses. Probably Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, yeah. Good stuff. We're coming Thank right you. back.
All right, those are two really fun spots. Um, the Dolphins, by the way, better re-sign Raheem Mostert. I love that dude. He ran angry all year. He fits McDaniel's system perfectly. Some nice words for the Jet head coach. Seems like everybody loves Robert Sala. Seems like players want to play for Robert Sala. The fear to me with Sala is that I think everybody wants to be his friend. And he wants to be everybody's friend. But can you take it to that next level and get your players to love you, but be able to lead and win and win at a high level? That's what he's got to show you as far as progressing as an NFL head coach. And listen, love my dude Julian Love. Glad he kind of walked back those Sirianni comments. He did. He clearly did. Listen, he didn't want to get himself into trouble. Sirianni and the Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl. But acknowledge there's work to do in closing the gap between these two teams. And the reality is it's not going to take one year. The Giants may go backwards before they go forwards again. And that's okay. But the right infrastructure, the right people, the right plan is in place when it comes to building a winner. That is what you like. All right. Jeff Money. This is a Wednesday. It's weird. I know. So you have a Thursday slate. I give you a Thursday slate, my man. What are we looking at? What up, JJ? Jeff Money here to Handicapper Picks with me for Thursday the ninth. I got one college basketball game. I'm going to go with Northwestern plus the six over Ohio State. Again, I'm going to go with Northwestern plus the six. Everyone can always follow all my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, I'm out of here. Let's go. Jeff Money, let's go indeed. Listen, I don't know how anybody's putting their money on Ohio State, but Ohio State is a five-and-a-half-point favorite against 16-7 and seven Northwestern. That might have Ratline written all over it. I'm not going to give you an endorsement on that pick because I think the line kind of is telling. I've watched Ohio State a lot, though. I saw them in person against North Carolina. They are not any good. I mean, all you need to know about Ohio State is I actually think Syracuse would probably beat them, which is pretty telling. All right, ton of fun. Back tomorrow, we have a loaded show from Radio Row, plus the final edition of Old School and New School with Beningo, or at the Caesar and what people are betting out in Vegas. So we'll have you covered betting-wise, Super Bowl-wise, across the board, every which way. Good job by Stefan, everybody at Shop. It's been a crazy day, and more craziness will ensue. On that note, JJ out. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll chat tomorrow. How good is this? Back to back in a belly to belly. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.